0: Let's continue. Through the aid of Michael and the prayers of Daniel, the angel has arrived to Daniel to help him understand what is to come in the last days, the coming of God's kingdom. Once again, Daniel goes back and is speechless from what he has been told. He can't even respond. The angel then assists by touching his lips to open his mouth, and that allows him to speak, but nothing more. Pain is still there, strength has left him, and he can barely breathe. Kinda sounds doom and gloom once again. Right, 21 days of doom and gloom praying. No answer. But then again, hope comes. Hope makes it there. Makes it and it helps him. Key point number four, Spiritual warfare should result in spiritual refreshment. Look at Daniel chapter 10, verse 18 and on. Then the one with human appearance touched me again and strengthened me. He said, don't be afraid, you who are treasured by God. Peace to you. Be very strong. As he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. He said, he said do you know why I've come to you? I must return at once to fight against the prince of Persia. And when I leave, the prince of Greece will come. However, I will tell you what is recorded in the book of truth. I wanna be clear that spiritual warfare is not for the weak of heart. It's not for people that are weak in their faith. Look Look at what happened to Daniel, a man that was treasured by God, a man that spent so much time in prayer was overwhelmed when spiritual warfare was going on around him. It can drain us of strength. If you aren't prepared for spiritual warfare, then you're going to be knocked out. It's going to take you down. God's not going to abandon us, though, in spiritual warfare. But we also need to be prepared while it's going on. Do you think you're prepared for spiritual warfare in your life? If spiritual warfare were to come on, onto you or around you, would you be able to defend it? Would you be able to, ready to fight? Would you be? If you're prepared and you'll make it through, ask God for something God-sized. You wanna be tested in spiritual warfare, you wanna know if you can handle it, then I want you to think of something. Think of Grace Point Church. Think of a number of people that you would like to see in attendance on a Sunday morning. It could be anything. It could be 100 people. It could be 500 people. It could be 10,000 people. Think of that number in your head. Now double that number. That's God's size. That first number you thought of was, oh, I could, I could easily invite 100 people to come to church, and hey, all 100 of those people might show up. Now double it. You, you just realized what you could do on your own strength. Now let's see what God can do. Now you're at 200 people. Well, I don't know 200 people. God knows 200 people. God-sized goals will bring spiritual warfare, though. When we want to do something that is God-sized as a church, spiritual warfare is going to be there as soon as you walk out of these doors. It's going to come upon you. It's going to sit here and go, because when we start to pray for a thousand people in our church service, guess who doesn't want to see that? The devil doesn't want to see that. Demons don't want to see a thousand people in the church hearing God's word. No. So what they're going to do is they're going to try to delay that from happening. And while they're sitting here delaying it from happening, we have two choices. We can either be like Daniel and continue to pray and continue to pray and continue to pray and continue to pray until that an- prayer is answered? Or we can just give up halfway and go, gosh, the demons won again. Man, it's, it's just not gonna happen. We can't, we can't do this. We can't break this. You've got two options. That's how you're gonna realize if you're ready for spiritual warfare. Back to verse 18 and 19. This is the third time that Daniel was touched by a heavenly visitor. The angel's touch strengthens him, restoring him. And he is told a second time that he is the object of God's great love. Daniel was told a threefold message right here in these, the last few verses. Fear not, peace be with you and be strong. Daniel gets what he needs. He's now ready to hear the message. The question is now for me and you, Are you ready to hear what God has to say, no matter how hard it is, how hard it may be? The angel then asked Daniel, do you know why I've come to you? The angel informs Daniel that he must continue the fight against the Prince of Persia because there's still the battles going on. The angel gets away for a minute, but he realizes the importance of letting Daniel know, hey, we've got this taken care of. I'm gonna show you what's gonna happen, but right now this is a little more important, this fight. Let me go finish this, and then we'll come back. Then after he, that, he would continue to fight. Once again, he's going to go back and forth with these fighting. Chapter 10 kind of ends us with this cliffhanger. See how chapter 10 ends? However, I will tell you that what is recorded in the book of truth. So it's kind of like end of chapter. So we don't, what's going to happen? Well, you're going to have to find out next week uh, for that. You're going to have to find out what the angel tells him in chapter 11. But where does that leave us? Where does the end of chapter 10 leave us as believers? What does that teach us? For one, we should never live a life of fear, especially when it comes to demons. A vision of Christ like Daniel received shows us that God is in control. Before he sees this vision, before he sees the spiritual warfare happened, he gets a picture of God showing God is going to be in control. What you're going to see is God is still in control. And that he is more sufficient to sustain us no matter what we encounter. No matter what Daniel is going to see here in this vision, he saw Christ first. And he saw where Christ is still going to be in control. The vision of Christ will give us strength to endure the darkest night in our trials. Our eyes are to remain on Christ. The vision of Daniel 10 and the message of of Revelation 1 gives us a wonderful picture of Christ. He is a faithful priest clothed in linen. Listen to this picture of Christ one more time in verses five and six. I looked up and there was a man dressed in linen with a belt of gold from Ephesus around his waist. His eyes, his body was like rail, his face like the brilliance of lighting, his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and feet like like the gleam of polished bronze, and the sound of his words like the sound of a multitude. This is the God who strips us of our own strength so that he could become our strength. Same God. This is a God who, who knocks us down sometimes so that he may raise us up with new, renewed strength, with peace and courage. Look, our God often knocks us down sometimes in spiritual warfare, like we see ourselves get knocked down because it makes us and turns us into saying, God, I gotta rely on you. God, I'm nothing without you. I'm gonna keep getting knocked down and knocked down and knocked down until I humble myself and say, I can't do this on my own. There's gonna be times when we suffer in spiritual warfare, but we've gotta realize two things. We've gotta realize we gotta be humble in our prayers and keep praying and keep praying and keep pushing forward just as Daniel did for 21 days. Hey, maybe for us it's 60 days. But if you're committed to seeing the churches fight against spiritual warfare and seeing churches grow, it shouldn't matter how long that takes. Continue to pray, continue to fight, Because once the suffering's done, there's good times. There's good times, there's joy and victory in Christ. But we've gotta make it through sometimes of that suffering until we come to the point of joy.